1: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns.
2: Hello, I'm Jules.
1: Hello, I'm Sarah.
2: And welcome, welcome to Jules and Sarah, the podcast.
3: Oh, well, welcome. Hello and hi, where it's just stopped raining. I couldn't be happier. The rain.
2: It is gale force winds down here. You know the palm tree in the garden? Well, I do. It is going loco at the moment, the poor thing. I keep looking out and I'm like, oh dear. Well,
3: I mean, presumably it's having a complete identity crisis. It's a palm tree. And, and yet it was never trained for this.
2: I didn't sign up for this. <laughs>
3: I was told Palm Springs.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's quite big, though. Is it is. It is a decent size, so I think it's got some. I think it's got some weight behind it. But um, <laughs> haven't yeah, we God all? Knows. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, it's really. It, it's going with it, and I like that. It's adapting. It's gone. Oh, Do you know what? Gosh. In the words of Gaga, "Rain on me. I can take it."
2: Well, talking about the garden, so. I don't know if i've mentioned but we are in the throes of potentially adopting a dog and we've been having conversations about a dog for quite some time we've had them in london and we both decided london wasn't the right time um and now that we've moved to the country we obviously have a good sized garden we have fields around us we're both walking quite a lot i work from home regardless of a pandemic so we've opened up the conversations of dog.
3: How exciting. How thrilling. At, Tell me everything. Colours, breeds, age.
2: Wow, well, there's, I mean, it is lots of dog chat when you're walking down the street and looking at dogs and being like, could you? And I really, I really. <laughs>
3: <laughs> is this our dog?
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it, it gets a bit reiki where you start like lurking around other people's dogs and I make Dutch go and stand next to them because he's so tall. Yeah. It I mean, it just ruled out Dash Hounds, which was, I was gutted. <laughs>
3: Yeah. But I was I, like, now, this
2: just won't work.
3: I mean, as you know, I've always seen myself with a sausage dog in tow. Um, and we looked after one with June, actually. June's hairdresser got married, and we looked after the dog. And John walked with it. I mean, it looked like one of his shoes. You know, it was <laughs> just. <laughs> it was never going to
2: work. And I really like big dogs. I love Great Danes, but Duchess said no. Okay. Then we've gone on to like the moulting and chewing and lots of different aspects that different breeds come. And I'm sure June will listen to this and she will have, ironically, kittens listening to this dog chat. Because I know June is the flag flyer for Black Labs.
3: Yeah, oh, it's, it's only Black Labradors. As far as June's concerned, the, every other breed, including other colours of Labrador, all problematic. They've all got their problems. The only dog to truly rely on is a black Labrador.
2: Well, what's funny and what started happening is Dutch is very much really falling into the whole small town chat. Like, lots of chat is happening on the street, lots of, oh my god, your dog dog is so beautiful, let's have a conversation. Do you know
3: what though? He's so good at that. He's such Uh, a good chatter.
2: I'm a bit of a side-eye, decide if I want to talk or not, or just slide the curtain, have a look, slide away and do one. I'm like, sure. no. Yeah, um,
3: <laughs> terrifying.
2: But, but we started looking at this dog uh, to adopt from Spain via a charity. Anyway, it got shown up, it looked quite friendly. We saw a video, I was like, well, let's just have a conversation with the charity. Let's see what's what. I was not aware of when the call was being booked in and I looked out of the window and I saw Dutch outside by the garden at the garden gate at the back and he was like, so it's just the one padlock on here. There's no code. There's nothing. And on the garage, there's just this. The walls are about like six foot high. And I was like, what is he doing? So I ran outside and he was like, I'll just show you the other excess points into the house and into the garden and we'll go through. And I was like,
3: Some sort of tour for burglars.
2: So I was like, he was like, oh, it's the dog charity. And I was like, just a minute. Pass me that phone, pass me that phone. And I was like, hi. I said, I've got a very excitable fiancé here. I just want to go through, first things first, can you provide me with some identification? Because obviously I'm worried that you're going to come and do us over. (laughs) So so this woman, this woman, we'll call her Jeanette. Jeanette. Um, Jeanette.
3: Jeanette, I, <laughs> Jeanette took her balaclava off.
2: <laughs> Jeanette moved away from the prison bars. <laughs> <laughs> Changed her backdrop completely. <laughs> anyway, Jeanette said, I don't, "I don't. I have any identification. I've. Uh, I've got my driving license." Oh. So well, that will do, Jeanette. Hold it up, and I screen grabbed it. And then I was like, "Well, that's enough. I've got Jeanette's details." Then she went, she went, "Oh, just, to, just to show you that I am actually a person. Here I am in this picture here on holiday in Corfu with my family." <laughs> Then she proceeded to show me around her entire house on all these family <laughs> holiday photos. I was like, Jeanette, we've been to Tenerife already. I've seen I've seen the Costa del Sol photo album. I understand that you are who you say you are. It's okay.
1: So oh then, my God.
2: Jeanette, during this call, you know, we we're trying to work out the size of this dog from this sanctuary in Spain. And I, I, was, I was getting a few red flags and I said, you know, how big is this dog? I said I, I see in the photos I can see other people but I'm not sure how tall they are and we're obviously quite tall and <laughs> yeah. and she flipped <laughs> the screen. Dog, this dog standing next to three children. Gone. on. Flipped the screen. And she was like, as you can see here, I've got seven dogs in the ass. If you see the brown and brown and white one at the back, he's about that big. <laughs> there was every breed of dog going in this house, and I was like Oh my God, this is like a crufts memory. I was like, How tall (laughs) is a Jack Russell? How big is a Great Dane? Where is this thing? (laughs) She went back to sit down in a seat and had one dog on her lap. Now, this dog kept popping its head into the FaceTime, popping its head off. I was like, What is going on? Needless to say, we slept on it and decided that that dog was not right for us. We couldn't meet it before and he just got dropped off. And yeah. I said to Dutch, no, I need some meeting. I need, I need a first date with a dog. Yeah, yeah. And also, <laughs> yes. it needs... To, we've, so it basically, long story short, and a few conversations in the fields with random dog owners later, we've found a nice charity oh. that does greyhound lurcher style dogs. Aww. They're very placid, really nice. So anyway... We um, had a phone call from this child the other week and there's a greyhound... There's a lurcher, actually, in the town and this lurcher has got one of the names that we had earmarked for our kid.
3: (laughs) Oh, what a shame.
2: I was like, how attached do you think she is to that name? Because this is one of our baby names.
3: (laughs) Oh, it's fine. She'll be flattered. She'll think you got it from her dog.
2: No, the dog that we might adopt has the name.
3: Oh, sorry. I see. I thought you meant her dog. I was like, no. I'm sure she won't mind. You know. No. I but got it. Can you? Yeah. Okay. It's hard to change a dog's name. You know, once it once it comes. Once it's got to recall. That <laughs> yeah. That is that is tricky.
2: Um. <laughs> So, anyway, this dog is coming. Like, we're going to meet it on Monday. It's currently in Wales on holiday. So, we've got to wait for it to get back. Then, we're going to meet it. And then, this I think dog, it's it comes on holiday. The, and then it comes to the house for two weeks. But the woman at the end of this phone call, because Dutch was like, Oh, Dutch was like, We're getting so excited. We're getting so excited. We can't wait to meet this dog. And the woman was like, Don't worry. We'll keep our paws crossed. Oh. I was like, Ah! god i was oh, like oh fantastic. gosh fantastic so obviously oh my gosh i have commenced on googling le Croix dog beds and well i was needs. going to say
3: the accessory search begins so the dog's on holiday which is hilarious in itself, in itself. right the, the dog's gone on holiday no no nobody else can everyone else has got to quarantine the dog's, the dog's in dog's, wales yeah got it the dog's in wales And then when it comes back and then you've got it you've got a two weeks and that's a cooling off period is it to decide
2: we we go and meet the dog on monday hopefully keeping paws crossed and then if we if everybody if everybody including the dog gets good vibes i'm sure we've got to fill out some sort of questionnaire then the dog will come to ours for two weeks and we'll see how we go
3: Okay, fine. And then if it doesn't work out at the end, if the dog's like, I can't stay here another living minute. Can't bear these gays. (laughs) This is not the wallpaper I was promised.
2: (laughs) Well, to be honest, Sarah, and I know this is so shallow, but the colouring of this dog is not going to go with the house that I had envisaged. It's not a warm (laughs) grey.
3: You'll have to rethink the whole thing. Get rid of the moved boards. Send the swatches back. We're starting Burn again. A lot. <laughs> I bet it will. I bet it will match. Lurcher goes with everything. That's
2: what I thought, but there's (laughs) some blonde going on in this lurcher that I had not envisaged in my manifestations.
3: Sure, sure. Well, look, the dog will find you. The right dog will find you and you'll find a dog bed that is just going to really pick out its eyes.
2: I've already been looking at gorgeous plaid coats for it.
3: Yes, perfect, perfect.
2: You listen to me. You leave that coat on at all times. <laughs> um, how is your oh week, babe?
3: Well, do you know I've had I've had a bit of a blow this week. Actually, it, it, it's been a shock. Um, I've had some some difficult news. Um, now I know you will understand this. Um, have you ever? been completely in love with the product, only to find out it's being discontinued.
2: Elemis Temple Balm. I
3: knew I knew, I knew I knew, you'd have one straight away. A lot of people, it turns out, do. Because I've mentioned this on stories because I am telling anyone who will listen. And there has been some intel. I've done extensive research around this. Uh, the product is my Blistex relief cream, right? You're joking me. Can you bear it? Can't, do you know it?
2: Do I know it? That got <laughs> me through my teenage years. It was I the know. only thing.
3: It's the, Do you know, I've had so many messages from people going, it's the only thing. June used to put it on my finger as I ran for the school bus and the cold air hitting me. There's no nostalgia like it. This has been... Just
2: you running.
3: <laughs> <it's>, I know. <laughs> well... I say running.
2: (laughs) (laughs) A brisk walk.
3: Yeah, sure. I've been using this for over 30 years, right? And it's become a friend. That's the thing about a good product becomes a dear friend. It's very familiar. It's always been there. It's been there, you know, through all my life experiences. It was there when I went to university. It was there when I got married. Um, And so I tried to buy it for a couple of weeks uh, and I was going to Superdrug, my usual um, supplier. And I was like, this hasn't been in for ages. What's going on? Anyway, I was like, I'm just going to buy it online. Went online, sold out. There's forums. Where's it gone? Has it been discontinued? There's Facebook groups. Where's it gone? Where's my Blisties relief cream? Um, there's all of going it? on. So it's made by Blistex. It mm. used to be called Blisties. It's currently selling on eBay for 36 dollars
2: Ridiculous.
3: Ridiculous. Right, anyway, I've done some research and what I've discovered is that actually it's not been discontinued... What has actually happened is that the factory where they make it went bust in March. And there's been word, actual word, from a Blistex representative on Facebook that it is going to come back. But what I've got to do now is try and find old stock to get me through. Right. So,
2: And you're not open to seeing other options. I'm not ready. I'm
3: just... I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Like, I'm in denial. I'm having a breakup. Well, just hang on.
2: Tell me what you love about this.
3: I just... I love everything about it. I love the tingle. I love how good it is on a cold sore. I love how it's slightly plumping. It's very, very hydrating. It's the only thing... The relief element, because my lips are so painful, particularly in the winter. They get like, they're really painful now. I'm recovering from a cold sore.
2: Well, things shouldn't really tingle on your lips. And when they do tingle, usually that is because an ingredient is in there that dries your lips out. Oh my gosh. So that it makes you use it more. Well,
3: I'm in now. I mean, look, look. (laughs) I'm a di- I- I'm an addict I'm Sarah Powell and I'm an addict for this. You won't talk me out of it you can't makeup artists have tried before anyway I'm putting the call out now I'm going to put it in the Portsmouth Facebook group. If you see any I'll pay I, I mean I'll pay handsomely I'll pay I'll pay a ransom. will give it. eggs <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'll send biscuits. I'll give them whatever you want. Name your price, right? Because this is my last tube. I'm on my last tube that I found in a handbag, right? And I just, yeah, you can't get it anywhere. The thing is, at the moment, I'm just not ready to move on. You know, I'm not. I'm not done with the heartbreak. I'm not. I'm not over. You never would. This. You never would
2: have been, though, babe. No, no. You never and, would have been. And,
3: and let's just hope and pray. I mean, how long does it take to set up a factory in COVID conditions? I mean, what are we looking at here? <laughs> oh my gosh! Will we do a bit of correspondence?
0: Oh my gosh, let. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.
3: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
2: I've got one here, and this is almost like a pre, um, pre-correspondence correspondence that comes from Alison Ruth Dunn in the uh, closed Facebook group. And she says, despite being an OG member from the cab office days, this is the first time I've sent something to the PO box. Smiley oh, face fun. OG. Note the father Ted stamp. All I could hear in my head was Jules saying, first class, got class, as I stuck the stamp on. (laughs) We actually don't have first class in Ireland, but it was the most expensive worldwide (laughs) stamp. So that will have to suffice. (laughs) So, Alison, we are looking forward to receiving your correspondence that there is a picture of ready to go.
3: Do you know what? I really like that. Like, look, it's on its way. Fantastic. We'll look out for the Father Ted stamp. Oh my gosh, it's starting to rain again. How divine. so we say hello to gorgeous Victoria. Now, Victoria slid into the DMs with this. Hi, Sarah. I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. I am, darling. I was hoping you could give a shout out on the podcast to my amazing friend, Anna Thompson, who has been studying for a master's and has just submitted her dissertation after months and months of hard work. I know she listens to your podcast every week and it would be such a little surprise to have a mention. She introduced me to the podcast when we met at university many years ago and even though we live and then... Bless her, she's press send. So this is on a new message. Sorry, haven't finished. Even though we live on opposite sides of the world, she's in Boston, US. I'm in Essex, UK. This is the first year since we met that we won't be able to meet up. We'll have to make it an amazing trip next year instead. Thank you. Have a great day. So that's for gorgeous Anna and Victoria. Oh. We absolutely love you getting in touch. God, we'll let slide into the DM at any time, day or night. Come on in. And we will give out the address at the end of the podcast if you want to send us a Father Ted stamp. Um, How? How are Sheila and Ken?
2: Oh, gosh. Sheila's got herself in a right mess this week. Hasn't she always?
3: (laughs) Not another another ladyfinger trifle.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, as the seasons are changing... Sheila's obviously really getting herself ready to switch into winter cooking mode. Now, the arger has gone on. She's moved away from the induction hobs and she's now opening up her winter recipe books. And she was like, you know, this is actually the perfect time to open that spice cupboard and open these, you know, all these seasoning cupboards and just yep. go through and have a good sort out. So she'd gone through, she'd found all sorts from days back when she was like, gosh, there was, was all kind of breadcrumbs that are basically moulded together into one loaf. <laughs> <laughs> then she said...
3: She, <laughs> that it baked themselves. <laughs> then
2: she said she said there was lots of turmeric, lots of garam masala and lots of Spanish paprika that she'd obviously used way back when and it just was past its best. And she was like, do you know what? I actually need to throw this out. And then she was taking it to the bin she was like this doesn't feel right to actually throw this out. She's like, I'm actually, it is It is a natural thing. I'm going to put it in the garden. I'm just going to take it outside and put <laughs> it outside. So she said she went outside, to, like the back of the garden and just scattered it into the flower beds and underneath some of the trees because she was like, it'll make a nice fertiliser. It'll be fine. It'll rain. Job done. So anyway, a couple of days later, she's doing her ironing and um, there's a knock at the door and dad goes and gets it. And um, the gardener says, oh, Ken... Something really odd's happening, you need to come and look. So, mum was like, What's that? Anyway, sees Ken and Kevin down at the bottom of the garden and she realises that they're both on their knees looking (laughs) at turmeric and garam masala and red paprika that's all around the trees. And she was like, oh my God. But she obviously didn't want to say anything because she didn't want to tell the gardener what happened. Yes. So she kind of stood there and was like, I'll just go back to the ironing, let that happen. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Ken came back in and the gardener went and Ken was like, I think there's been some paranormal activity going on in the garden. He said, I think we've got some sort of leak. He said, we can't work out what's going on. It's either fungi, we've got like something decaying. Anyway, Sheila starts crying with laughter. She's like, Ken, it's my herbs. I've been scattering herbs. He was like, Kevin, the gardener's gone off to get somebody else to come and look. And this other guy had come, this professional had come to assess the scene.
3: (laughs) Not a second opinion. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Ken was like we've got oh to the god. root of the sauce you'll have to it's all good you'll have to go
3: <laughs> I mean they've literally got to the root of the sauce <laughs> oh my god that's fantastic isn't it that is wonderful oh my Stand, gosh
2: standing with a penny on at the window oh sudden cold yeah. dread oh, going
3: oh wait that's that. that, <laughs> that mm. <laughs> That'll be that paprika. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Now, Sarah, you texted oh, me in the week and said, I've oh. just got off the phone to June. You're going to you, die.
3: Portslough crew, prepare yourself for I'm this I'm literally, June I'm leaning news. back. Oh, my gosh. So, June's been having a clear out, right? Now, I feel like she's been doing this for a while and it's, it's a big clear out that she's done, right? June has got a bin man. Who's very nice, but he's a chatter, right? He's a big talker. He wants to really get into it, right? And um, because June's got one of those doors that splits in the middle, he'll have a lean in. You know, if the top's open, he'll have a little morning, hello, hi. She's found it. June has come downstairs and found him in the kitchen before now, bringing in the bringing in the bid, bringing it back in, right? That service. I know. Yes, I know. Because it's because he wants a chat anyway. She was having a big clear out. So with the rubbish, she put a load of old paint cans, right? Because she was, she's found this old paint cans. Anyway, that wasn't for him to take. That was for the bloke, the man in a van, right? Who she's booked, who's going to come and do all this clearance for her. Anyway, so the bloke starts calling through the door. Excuse me. Hello. Hello. Anyway, June's got off, just got out the shower. Right. June's just got out of the shower. And so she goes to the front of the house to the sash window. Right. She's got a towel round her. And he's like, we don't take paint cans. We can't take these. So June's like trying to explain. Don't worry. There's a, you know, somebody's beeping their horn. There's a lot going on. Right. Anyway, because June couldn't quite hear him, she went to open the sash window. Right. So she could have a proper conversation. (laughs) As she pushed the sash... The towel fell. (laughs) June's (laughs) towel fell, revealing two (laughs) Belgian buns. Right? (laughs) She lifts up the window, the towel drops. This bloke has seen it all. (laughs) Right? (laughs) He's leaning on the wall, he's looking right out. He went, oh like this, right? Anyway, June obviously is now scrambling on the floor, grabbing a towel. He looked back up at her and he went, don't worry, I will take the paint cans now and took them with him. He thought June was flashing him to persuade him to do her a favour and take the paint cans. I said, June, really? I think it might have been worth it.
2: (laughs) Also, June, you know, hold on to those northern roots. Do how any good, solid northern woman would. You can't get what you want. And what a fine pair of Belgian buns they are.
3: (laughs) I mean, it's the whole thing. It's the idea. Because then she wanted to explain, no, I didn't mean to. Anyway, my dad came back from getting a coffee and thought it was one of the funniest things I've ever (laughs) heard. Apparently they were clearing out out another corner somewhere and they found a load of old carpet. (laughs) My dad said, what do you think we'd have to do to get him to take this?
2: <laughs>
0: oh my talking
2: gosh. Of, talking of nudie oh. slips though, because um, we're still getting used to the windows in our bedroom yes. and where yes. it overlooks. Dutch was telling me the other day <laughs> that he dropped his towel to give his legs a good dry. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and he looked out the window and this woman was looking in. And Dutch, instead of running away, turned full frontal and gave her a wave. <laughs> I was like.
3: Oh, God, that's glorious. Oh, my gosh, that's <laughs> so good. Listen, will we do a bit of news from the north?
2: Oh, my gosh, let's. Uh, now, mine, actually, and you, you will be surprised at this, Sarah, there is a Christmas element to my Woo! news, but at times of bleak 2020, I feel like this is a really nice, solid lifter-upper of some good Great. news. Great. And this comes from the Hastings and St Leonard Observer.
3: Oh, what a charming publication.
2: Battle Woman's Christmas Pudding shines at Great Taste Awards 2020.
3: Oh, look at this.
2: Now, the- I think Battle might be a place, but I'm unsure. No, Battle is is. a place.
3: It's Battle in Hastings, yes, which I believe is where the Battle of Hastings took place. That
2: would all make sense. Thank you for clearing that up. (laughs) Uh, It just really reads, unusually at the start, a battle woman who runs her own baking business from home scooped a top accolade at this year's Great Taste Awards. Alice Cheekins was awarded a three-star rating for her Cranberry Gin Christmas Pudding. More than 12,000 products from 106 countries in total were entered into the contest. Alice's business, called Bee and Bear Bakery, was one of the only 205 entries awarded a three-star Great Taste Award. Her Christmas pudding was described by judges as truly classy and praised (laughs) for its indulgently moist texture and plump boozy fruit. Alice said it's such an honor to be awarded three stars in 2020 a year that has presented endless challenges to everyone we were only we were the only Christmas pudding to receive the top accolade this year indeed the first year since 2015. It makes the win even more special particularly when you consider they are all mixed by hand by me and steamed in our vintage Arga at home.
3: Gosh, she's got great forearms. She's
2: got biceps <laughs> of steel. Um, the panel of judges this year included cook, writer and champion of sustainable food Melissa Hemsley, cook, writer, stylist and the voice of modern vegetarian cooking Anna Jones, celebrated Spanish chef Jose Pizarro, Carby from <laughs> From Dishoom, food writer and cook, Xanthi oh. Clay, and baker and author, Martha Collinson, as well as food buyers from Selfridges, Fortnum & Mason, and Waitrose.
3: Oh my Great gosh! Taste,
2: hectic, all socially distanced, I'm sure. Great Taste 2020 will reach its finale in late October with the Golden Fork Trophy winners and the Great Taste Supreme Champion 2020 are announced at the virtual Great Taste Golden Fork Awards event.
3: Oh my gosh. And what a time. What a moment that will be.
2: I'm excited just for Christmas pudding now.
3: Do you know, well, so am I. I am slightly concerned about Christmas because I think, well, what if we can't travel? You know, what if we're all in and we're only allowed to see what, you know, the people that you live with, your own household. What's worrying me is the delivery slots for food. I mean, it's going to be bedlam. Apparently you can book now. You can book now for your Christmas uh, shopping
2: slot. Really?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Apparently.
2: Maybe I need to book one. I know.
3: Well, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Do I need to book one? I don't even know what I want. I don't even know if I'm going to be here. <laughs> um. So my uh, news from the north comes from the Lincolnshire Live, which Gorgeous. I cannot say enough good things about the Lincolnshire Live. I mean, if you need, if you need a good 10 minutes, bob yourself on there swearing parrots removed from public view at popular Lincolnshire attraction. Luckily, everyone has seen the funny side. The chief executive of Lincolnshire Wildlife Park had to temporarily remove five newly adopted parrots from public view after they started swearing at customers the friskney park which opened in 2003 and is home to over 1500 parrots accepted the new flock on august the 15 the birds were all quarantined together in the same room but soon discovered they all shared one thing in common the ability to blast out obscenities oh. hearing the foul language staff around the park couldn't help but crack and smile I think they mean crack-ass smile, not crack and smile. That's
2: Lincolnshire for you. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Which the park's chief officer, Steve Nichols said only encouraged the birds more. He said... For the last 25 years, we've always taken in parrots that have sometimes had a bit of blue language, and we've really got used to that. Every now and then you'll get one that swears, and it's always funny. We always find it very comical when they do swear at you, but, just by coincidence, we took in five in the same week, and because they were all quarantined together in the one room, that was full of swearing birds. The more they swear, the more you laugh, which usually triggers them to swear again. But when you get four or five together that have learnt the swearing and naturally learnt the laughing so when one swears one laughs and before you know it it's just like an old man an old working man's club scenario where they're all just swearing and laughing. The birds were soon put out on display but it didn't take long before the swearing resumed. Mr Nichols who admits it is rather funny when the birds swear say literally within 20 minutes of being in the introductory we were told that they'd sworn at a customer and for the next group of people all sorts of obscen- obscenities came out and for one of our young girls they really gave her some abuse. We found it highly amusing and the customers were fine. They were no problem at all but we worried because we had a weekend coming up and children coming. Despite wanting to give people <sighs> a laugh during some incredibly worrying times with coronavirus a decision was made to put the birds where they couldn't be heard before the children arrived. Nichols said we put them in an offshore enclosure with the intention that hopefully they will start learning the other parrots noise that are around. They are African grey parrots and they're very very good at learning vocalisations from all sorts of noises. What we do now is release them out but in separate areas so at least if they do swear it's not as bad as three or four of them blasting it all out at once. Mr Nichols admits the swearing parrots has provided some light relief during a tough time for the park because of the pandemic. It's been a real tough year but the are the eternal optimists and we have no option. We keep moving forward. We are now planning for next Easter and hoping that everything is at, at least in some kind of normality by then. The park could also mean headless <laughs> The park also made headlines around the world after the video of Chico, a parrot at the park, singing Beyonce's If I Were a Boy, went viral. So there you go.
2: It's all going on, isn't it? Do
3: you know what, though? I would be be charging. I would be making that an attraction. I would say, come and see our blue-mouthed swearing parrots. I would be... I would be advertising that. I'd be dining out on it.
2: But you're basically Joe Exotic.
3: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, do you want to play Would You Rather? Always. Jules, would you rather swim in a pool full of Nutella or a pool full of maple syrup? So, it's a whole pool that you're going to swim... Through. I mean, admittedly, I think Nutella would would be tricky to swim through. But nevertheless, what do you want to try and plough your way through?
2: I just think for the sensation, I am gonna go with, was it maple syrup you said Yes, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with maple syrup. Nutella is my kryptonite. Uh, can't go near it, can't have a spoon of it because that's it, I'm out for the week, <laughs> But maple syrup, I think the sensation would be quite enjoyable. It's yep. still wet but thick, it would, be like, it would be like a hug that you can move through. Whereas I'd imagine Nutella, you would basically just walk on.
3: Yeah, I think so. And, and sort of sink slightly, like Glastonbury mud, I would imagine, very, mm. very thick, very, very heavy, uh, plunging into it, really. Like a sort of, those mud baths. Those mud and baths do you that actually, they have. I
2: don't know if you've ever seen the TV show, and this is getting a bit sciencey, and I don't, stay with me. <laughs> if you fill a swimming pool full of custard, you can walk across it because of the way what? that the liquid compresses. It compresses into a solid. So that, so there's something very unusual about this. You must Google. You must Google oh, something full of custard.
3: What I'm interested to know in, what did you Google to find? No, it was there? on a
2: TV show. It was oh, on a TV sure. show once. And I was like, gosh, how intricate.
3: Yeah. <laughs> gosh, look at that. <laughs> I couldn't tell you a thing about the upcoming US election. But did you know? <laughs>
2: That's me in a nutshell. <laughs>
3: yeah, um, Portslade Crew, we adore you. We adore you for listening. Thank you so much for being here. You can write to us. We love it when you do. Please pop something in the post. Uh, the address is
2: the Portslade Crew HQ,
3: PO Box
2: six six seven
3: four seven London. NW5
2: 9GH Lovely
3: We do always finish on Jules's word or affirmation of the week What have you gone for?
2: It's a word this week
3: Lovely, lovely um,
2: Benevolent
3: Oh, it's a great word Could you it remind us what word. it means?
2: Um, benevolent is another word for kindness and acts of kindness mm. um, So to use in a sentence to be Gosh, Marjorie, thank you so much for this bouquet It's very benevolent of you
3: Oh God, gorgeous, gorgeous! Um, we adore you for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye.
1: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince.